This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. 200 episodes is no small feat. Only a special kind of badass can achieve this. Walker, Texas Ranger, made it to 200 episodes. I'm going to take you down. And I'm going to take you down hard. Breaking Bad did not. Yeah, this is going to help big time with that. Bitch! The Cosby Show made 200 episodes. Haven't you ever noticed after people have some of my barbecue sauce, after a while when it kicks in, they get all huggy-buggy? Seinfeld was knocked out before reaching that milestone. But what is this salty discharge? Oh my God, you're crying. The UFC even made it to 200. Dance for me, boy. Hey, give me that backpack. Juggalo Championship Wrestling. No pure motherfucking magic, right? And now, the Metal Sucks podcast has joined this tier of Texas Rangers, hung jury rapists, and violence. Four hosts, Chuck. Remember that time you did the thing and the stuff? Yeah, that was awesome. You know, I turned into that guy. Godless. How do you possibly wake up the next morning and go, nope, I still love you guys. Petter. And if you're a man and you look at Chris Jericho and you don't see like what you were just saying, then yeah, there's something wrong. That's a handsome dude, man. Brandon. Now I hate Pete because he knew his parents. I'm like, we could have so much content right now, dude. Thanks. 200 episodes. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast 200th episode. Bitch! This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your host, Brandon Hahn and Petter Spike. Hello. Celebration. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the party, you guys. Welcome to the party, the two-man party Welcome here. Welcome to the two-man party. I... Well, it's the Metal Sucks Podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Brandon Guchan. I am Petther Spych, and you usually don't do the Gooch Monkier, but I you know. did on the 200th episode. The Monkier? Monker? Moniker? Moniker? <laughs> You're on fire today. Yeah, monkey. You were on I'm fire on fire today. already. Well, I, last night you and I went to Slayer. We went to Slayer, Lamb of God, God, and Behemoth. Yeah. And, uh, Behemoth did not play the opening song uh, of our uh, show. We were really hoping we can hear Slave Tales. A little shirt. bummed out. Wasn't on. <laughs> but, uh, but so, dude, yeah, but I drank a little bit, and I'm a little off today. Yeah. I feel extremely stupid, which, by the way, is kind of a benefit because we're not going to be doing too much talking, you and I. We, did, we, we were lucky enough to celebrate this milestone with uh, everybody that really had a uh, a much bigger part of it than uh, we did, really. Pretty you know? much, yeah. So, uh, yeah. We ended up talking with Vince Nielstein, owner and proprietor of the MetalSucks.net. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be at the end of the interview. Of uh, course, with his partner, Axel Rosenberg, who did not join the show. But that's all right. It's okay. It's okay. We'll we talk to Vince. him eventually. We'll get you. We'll it's get a, you, it's Axel. It's on our list. We'll get you. You're going you're gonna to be on the show, Axel. We're just letting you know. And then uh, Valiant himself was actually Chuck and Godless's first interview for the Metal Sucks podcast way back when. We got him back on for the 200th to kind of do that celebration as well. And then, of course, we got the uh, we got to talk to the forefathers of Metal, Metal Sucks, Sucks podcast. podcast, the guys that put in 173 of these episodes of these 200 Chuck and Godless. And all those interviews are coming your way shortly, guys. So um, like like in a matter of like right now. That's kind right. Of. Yeah, so let's would... go right into it, guys. <laughs> so we've like, already talked too long. <laughs> I feel like we like have. Yeah. So um, we're honored to talk to the guys that have, uh, you know, started this podcast way back in the way, Chuck and Godless. Here is the interview with those dudes. All right, Pete, Brandon here with the Metal Sucks podcast. We have 
we are blessed with the forefathers of this show, the guys that put three and a half years to get it where it is today. Chuck and Godless on the phone. How are you guys today, man? All right, dude. What's happening? Doing great, man. Doing great. Uh, so you guys pretty much just paved the way for us, and uh, we really can't thank you enough. I mean, that's basically <laughs> it. You know, that's the first handy well, of the uh, interview. Wait, wait. Hold, on. Hold on just a second. Hold on just a second, right? Because, like, first of all, like, I got to tell you, like, major props to you guys for inviting us on for the 200th show. I would have never expected it. It's very big of you. I really appreciate it. Although Chuck and I are doing our own thing at another place, and technically we're kind of competitive, sort of, kind of, or whatever, we greatly appreciate your extending the palm tree or whatever they call that and, and inviting us on today so thank you olive branch i think this one it is yeah we're a west coast so yeah it could be a palm tree yeah it? that's true <laughs> and then shit on you for uh, taking credit for 173 episodes man fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> we're running with started it with one just start over with Oh, God. oh, that was out of our control. Like, you know what's funny? When we label our episodes and send them in, they are at like twenty-seven. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You guys pretty much, you guys pretty much, like, uh, were the Jews that made the pyramid, and did you, we just came along and just, you know, put the last piece on top, or like, oh, that looks nice. We'll take that, you know. <laughs> so, well, actually, it wasn't the Jews who built the pyramid. It was the slaves of the Jews who built the pyramid. And I'd like to say hi to Axel. <laughs> 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 oh yes. Uh, <laughs> we're definitely wrong with math or, or, or history what was that i don't know whatever yeah, it's all good so um but uh yes as you guys said man you guys are out there you're still doing exactly what you did for the 173 episodes on the metal podcast over there so which everybody should be listening to subscribe if you're not to itunes and make sure you give them a five-star review um but before that and before the metal sucks podcast you guys did do uh, uh, another another podcast and so how did you guys get into the podcast game originally where did that conversation happen for you to to jump into this uh thankless job all <laughs> oh, the two of us man i mean like it was such a weird deal because uh it was this guy over here basically uh came up to buy some advertising for uh, a festival that did maybe half of one run didn't really even do one full run uh and uh my sales guy, he said something about Carcass or something to the guy he was buying ads for or from. And next thing you know, he's like, you need to talk to the guy, this guy over here that does this metal thing. And I think we stood around the halls here at the at the radio ranch where I work for two hours talking about metal and just kind of hit it off and stuff. So we decided I, – I run a HD channel too called No Control Radio uh, that does like a side channel on HD radio station and – uh, we were like, well, let's do a freaking show. I've got, I've got, I've got the time. We can do it. And we just started doing it for that, as well as a podcast at the same time. So, just kind of kicked it off with all of our bullshit, you know. So it was, it was kind of nice mm. to finally have somebody to talk to about it here, you know, that knew something about something. I mean, kind of. <laughs> now, did you guys have to put out like an audition tape, like we did, or did, or did they, uh, or did they for, hit you guys up? Yeah. For Metal Sucks? Yeah. That's such yeah. bullshit. It was such bullshit. <laughs> the best part about it was that we got to hear all the other people who turned in there. Did you guys get to hear everybody else? No, no. no we we did didn't get not. any of that. We didn't <laughs> get any of that. Oh, that would have been a good oh, pat on the back. Man. Was there anybody that you listened to? You're like, oh, shit, even. they're better. <laughs> 
I, 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 that my, our audition might even still be on somewhere. But the audition, I think, was Chuck, you know, trying to keep me in line while I was going, what the fuck are we auditioning for? We can do this. Yes, <laughs> not even anybody. This is a st-. And that was our audition tape, you know? <laughs> Just going, this is stupid. <laughs> what the fuck is going yeah, on? Much. These guys are great. Let's get them. <laughs> so your confidence was, like, strong right from the jump, Godless, right? Or did it take a few shows for you guys well, to well, yeah, I feel mean, confident? Yeah, I, I mean, Chuck is, is the best of the game, you know, no no offense to you guys or nothing. So, like, I get to ride that. That's sort of like, you know, that's the ugly guy pulling up in the Porsche with that hybrid. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> me with Chuck because it's like I, everybody else can go, well, I don't know. He looks funny looking, but he's got something going on. So, yeah, I got all the confidence in the world. Fortunately... Fortunately, I still got a lot of confidence, so no, it's all good. Yeah, but, fortunate you know. or unfortunate, I don't know about that. You know, it depends <laughs> on who you talk to. Uh, <laughs> but, well, also, you know, when you because we did that other show uh, called Visions from the Dark Side, we did that. We did that for a year before we even auditioned for Metal Sucks. So we ha- we kind of had a rapport, and a lot of people that you had heard doing auditions really were just kind of picking up and trying it right for the first time, and didn't really have that experience. Didn't you know? And we had been bouncing stuff off each other for quite some time and i mean if nothing else you know from experience that that takes some time to build up a rapport and a rhythm and all that stuff that kind of gets going and we had i mean that was an advantage over almost everybody that was that was applying for the job so Mm. and is, is there like an episode or an interview that really stands out as a favorite well Glenn Benton. I was going to say, I, uh, I can name the one he's going to name. He's going to say Glenn Benton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my personal one, I, I had to go back and think about it, actually, because uh, we you mentioned it. Well, maybe we can. My one had to be the, the 12-Foot Ninja episode, the one with uh, Stevic from 12-Foot Ninja, oh, nice. uh, where he was really, like, freaked out about where they were and how they were bigger than they should be, and it was too big for his britches kind of thing. It was a really interesting and in-depth sort of interview, and I really dug that that one because it, it was one of those unexpected ones that I didn't know how it was going to go and it was awesome. Oh, I a... listen to every episode that we do, every interview, every every moment. I listen to it back and I take notes and stuff. And and that was one of the hardest interviews to listen back. It took me like two weeks because I I just kept on having to like pause it and step away for a little while because yeah, that was a tough one. Mm. Nice, man. So uh, on the flip side of that, though, is there uh, an episode or interview that really stands out as uh, something that you wish you can reevaluate the questioning you gave them or that you're like, (laughs) we didn't get that interview the way we wanted to? Because we've experienced it where we're like, we're super fans and and we could not get them to vibe with us. We're like, man, it sucks. Did you guys did you guys ever have that situation? I know. Chuck, you want to answer yours first? Oh, well, I wonder if it's the same one. Uh, it might actually be the same one. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking about that because I think about one in particular from the metal podcast uh, that, that got us pretty hard on this uh, on this new run. But I think the, the one that stands out the most that was like that for us with uh, the Metal Sucks era was uh, Chris Jericho. Oh. Ooh, yeah. He did, not, he did not like the fact that I was very curious about his hair care. His hair <laughs> Have you seen that guy's hair and skin? No. I mean, the guy's like 90 years old, and his skin is like, shing. I mean, yeah. It, uh, so I get it. But I think we uh, he also d- dived into the hair care products. He was, he was not going anywhere with the line of questioning. And Jericho is a podcaster himself, so he had this 
sort of idea that, okay, you got a podcaster. He knows how to talk. We're going to just kind of jam a little bit. And it just did not work out that way. He was ready to answer this, 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 and nothing else. And it just didn't quite work out. So I think that was one of the ones that kind of stands out as a, as a meh. Wish I could have, wish I would have, could have, should have. But, you know, as you know, too, it's only as good as, you know, what your subject is willing to give you as well. You know, if you, you can ask all the best questions in the world, but if they're in a shit mood, you know, you're yeah. only going to get yeah. so much, you know. Completely. So, well, yeah. it, it's crazy. because what, that, that was definitely the deal with Jericho. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's the thing, like, with Jericho, I mean, his whole life is, like, trying to look a certain way. And then when somebody goes, hey, wait a minute, you look a certain way, he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he just got angry, you know? <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's too obvious. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean I have a sheen on my skin? What the fuck are you trying to tell me here? <laughs> you, know? you look cute. We're just trying to say you're cute. That's all. Come on. <laughs> How okay. dare you say I look like a but, Greek god? What is but, this? But seriously. <laughs> Well, but seriously, the dude, like, picks up other dudes and throws them for a living, right? That's his job, is, is getting picked up and thrown around. You know, like, wh- what kind of questions am I going to have for that? You know, I've got no questions. I mean, that's the most, that's the stupidest ass job I've ever heard of. Yeah. So, no, I don't have any questions to ask you about you know, your leotards or whatever it is they wear nowadays in that stupid sports entertainment, whatever <laughs> thing it is. But, like, but I look at that guy and I go, that's a good looking man. He knows how to party. He knows how to have friends. I don't, I can't relate to any of that. So clue me in, man. How do you do it? And he was like, then he accuses me of being gay and you know, we're all on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, we're all on the fringe, okay? I can look at another man and go, all right, that's great bone structure. Doesn't mean I want your cock in my mouth, but whatever, you know? And if you're a man and you look at Chris Jericho and you don't see, like, what you were just saying, then, yeah, there's something wrong. That's a handsome dude, man. Yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. Exactly. And, now, I would have asked Chris Jericho, I would approach, I would like, so what do you think about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict? You know, and <laughs> I just wanted to see what he would have known no. about that. He would have went right to hair care products. No, no, let me tell you about what I put in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, either that or he would have broke, broke down the international uh, the international accords between Hezbollah and, uh, and, and, and broke it completely down for you. He could have surprised the shit out of everybody. Yeah, very no true. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, right after he talked about his epic battle with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, he really breaks it all down. <laughs> <laughs> so godless what about you man which interview do you remember was like ah and we could talk about the one on the metal podcast well, you guys, yeah well yeah but uh i can say the ones we've been doing on the metal podcast are the best we've ever done all of them ever I, I, just one over the other you know the ones we do on metal sucks pretty good but seriously uh the, the one that i reg- like like kind of regret and and it's just as a result, and you guys are probably you know experiencing experiencing this now too. Is when you get to like talk to somebody who you are a fan of, or you know grew up a fan of. That you know it's not necessarily a case of getting starstruck, but you you, you got an idea in your head as to how they're going to roll in a conversation that's sort of on another level from just I like their music or whatnot. It's, you know now you have built some sort of relationship in your head through their music and stuff. And for me. Excuse me. The toughest one was Michael Sweet of Striper, because when you know when I was a teenager, I was born again. I was a big time Striper fan, huge Striper fan. So like getting the opportunity to talk to God's marketing director, <laughs> like. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was looking at that as like a really great opportunity to, you know, like, okay, let's get it. We're going to totally, you know, we're going to bang this out. Like how I'm going to talk you out of this whole Christianity thing. But the dude couldn't form a rational thought. So the conversation kept on like sputtering out, like, or not sputtering out, but just like it was a pinball machine. It was like we, we, I'd nail him down on one particular issue and try to come up with what his logic is that gets him to that conclusion, and he'd ping right off to another, you know, another side of the board. And I'm like, well, wait, wait a second, and I couldn't pull him back. And then, okay, well then I'll go where you're going, and I'd go over there, and ping, we'd go off somewhere else. And it, 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 I mean, I'm telling you, it was such a, a, a bad conversation that I ended up losing sleep over it. And so I was really upset about that one. And I still am. I'm not I'm not quite sure if there's like a, a revisit on that. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Sounds like you sleep over going back through it through your head right now. You're just like, man, it yeah, really right. bummed me out. So, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, I mean, think about it. Michael Sweet's first wife was killed by God by an awful incurable disease right like that i mean how in the world do you possibly if you love her how do you possibly wake up the next morning and go nope i still love you god thank you this has been awesome the whole thing bullshit so he's it's still he's, he's still, still, he's still debating it right now yeah he's still it's like it eats at him every day just yeah. a little bit more and don't ask michael sweet that direct question you yeah. didn't on the show i, I heard that episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say that, like in those words we don't <laughs> yeah his answer is his answer is always going to be because the bible and that's it you know and that's pretty much where it's going to go I know. I think the answer to that question would have been click. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hello? I got to go. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, well, moving on. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> who is your – and like I said, you guys are still going strong. Like like Gallus just said, the interviews have been awesome, dude. The Belladonna episode was really a highlight. I, I, there's a lot of that have been great on your guys' current podcast. But who is the white Thank whale you. that is like, um, hey – this is the guy I want to talk to you so bad, but I'm scared of. Like I, my two, for example, would be Henry Rollins and Mike Patton. I want to talk to him, but I'm scared, right? So, because it's like that whole upper echelon kind of thought process I have. You know, what about you guys? Well, well so why? The, real quick, why are you scared though? If, uh, if I mean, as far as like as far as like um, like line of questioning or like what, I'm what, what's the intimidation factor? I'm well, scared I, if it doesn't go well and they completely want like nothing to do with my yeah questioning yeah. or talking to me or something like that. I'm like, oh man, like you guys are yeah. like heroes beyond like heroes to me. Like, He's more afraid of like yeah. Rollins getting mad about his hair correct questions. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I got a lot just of hair really losing questions. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, because the reason I ask is because that's 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 one of those that always is uh, has got me right. You never want to meet your heroes, mm-hmm. you know. And there are there are a few people that I just like over the years because I've been you know in radio for twenty plus years doing this stuff, and just some that I've completely avoided. Mike Patton being one of them, uh, and he's like the my buddy interviewed him, and he's just one of the nice one of the nicest dudes. So I don't know why I'm why I'd be intimidated or scared. I just don't want to like ruin my image. But um, but it was the same thing I've always said. Bad religion, Greg Graffin. I've always been yeah, like scared shitless mine. of Greg Graffin uh, because I, I idolize them so much. From like a ten year old, uh, I if that is disrupted, my entire psyche will come crumbling down into a pile of just ash, and I can't do it. I'm like 
and he's been doing the solo stuff, like doing his uh, all these interviews. I'm like, yeah, I could I could make that call, but no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so like uh, he's uh, for some reason he's the one that I'm just totally scared to meet uh, and or interview because just because of that more than anything else. I know that we could have a great conversation about biology and love and and the, you know whether the earth is flat. We can have all kinds of fun stuff, but you know, I know that it's not uh, That's funny you mention that cuz that's my guy too. That's yeah. my white whale where I'm like if I got to interview him, I w- I'm not saying I would be afraid of him, but it's like you know that guy just thinks on a different level, you know? So it's like yeah. you just don't want to come off looking stupid. Yeah. Well, and I and I and and I have interviewed some of my some of my favorites over the years and just bombed, you know, and not, not bombed because uh, bombed because I go, hey, so remember that time you did the thing and the stuff? Yeah, that was awesome. You know, I turned into that guy, <laughs> Chris Farley on <laughs> SNL. <laughs> like, oh shit, what the hell's wrong with me? You're a dumbass. You start, yeah, start just throwing these freaking yeah terrible questions at him because you have nowhere nowhere to go. And it's not because you're scared. It's just like you're just oh my god. And yeah, it still happens from time to time. Yeah, it's well the nerves got to kick in, especially when. Go ahead, Gallus. Yeah, I I was gonna say my white whale is Chuck's blood mom. Have you guys been following the story? (laughs) I know. I saw a picture on the Facebook of Chuck and the and the family, like that he just met. Right. Yeah, and that was that was a good moment. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not calling her. I'm not making any reference to her weight. Just so we're clear, I'm just saying why well, and that's the interview that I'd really like to get. Just to make sure that that's clear. No offense, John. At some point, that will happen. You know, but trust me, I'm in, I'm a little intimidated by that as well. Yeah, you you got that in for sure, Godless. You can make that. Happen. <laughs> so, but no, but but so like in case you haven't like caught on, so like uh, on the Metal Podcast, uh, Chuck. And I think this we started this like right before we left. Metal sucks. Yeah. Chuck had got his uh, spit and uh, analyzed by uh, Ancestry dot com, mm-hmm. and they came back and hooked him up with his blood family because he was adopted straight out of the womb, so he had no idea who his blood family was. And uh, so it's been an incredible journey, like following his, uh, you know, discovering, meeting the sister, or you know, finding out that somebody might be related to him, and then Dude, I mean, actually, you know, yeah. not a. Not, yeah, you're not related to a Mon Mars after all. You know, well, I thought Godless calls dog kind of, of emotional problems for me over the years, but no, it's you know this is, it's gotten even worse now on the podcast. There's a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I now I hate Pete because he knew his parents. I'm like, we could have so much content right now, dude. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, that's awesome. So, guys, we want to really, like I said, we're all about camaraderie we know that how important you guys are to this show the forefathers the three and a half years you guys put in we can speak for anybody involved with metal sucks it is uh i I mean nobody will forget that you know and we'll always promote you guys in anything you do um like you were saying godless like you feel like we're a little bit of competitors but like there's only so many of us interviewing the underground and getting it out there man i just want to share everything you guys do and I, i want everybody to jump on board and listen to your interviews every Monday, just like ours, you know? Um, so I'm hoping that uh, everybody does go out there, s- looks up the Metal the metal Podcast on iTunes. They come out every Monday. They're on episode 28 right now, guys. You can catch up from the start and go forward. I found it extremely – I wanted to debut uh, – not debut. What's that word I'm like? <laughs> when we were talking about the, the body count thing, the iced tea thing, 
uh, Godless, how you're like, hey, that's against what he's saying. I, I like, I wanted to talk to you about that, but we can do that off the air. But anyway, so uh, there's oh, just, a, yeah. there's just a, t- yeah, there's a ton of good content, guys. So please go to iTunes, subscribe the Metal Suck, the, the Metal Podcast. Whoops, the Metal Podcast five star review. Uh, go to www.chuckandgodless.com. That's their Patreon. Independent supporters, guys, come on, you know, back them for sure. And uh, like I was saying. No competition here, guys. Like, we all are uh, promoting the same underground music that we love. And like I said, it's all just camaraderie for me. I want everybody to listen to every one of your shows, our shows, and spread these bands to the world so they can catch fire. Because any way you look at it, we're all loving the same music. We all want the same bands to get bigger, right? Wow, that was beautiful. Was what it? a disappointment. <laughs> I was really looking forward to you guys, like, hating on us and razzing us. Yeah. I'm, I'm itching for that. Come on. <laughs> he's, been trying, he's been trying to get some kind of beef with another podcast ever since we started with Metal oh, All right, that's it. Like, that's it. I'm, I believe in God. He was totally going to start ripping on Rob over at Metal Injection. I mean, he was ready to do just build it with anybody. Anybody. <laughs> all right, that's so, it. We're like, come on, let's go. And Annual dodgeball uh, tournament, you guys versus us. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Seventy right. tons of metal. Let's meet every year. Let's do it. I'm the fat kid. I'm going to lose that one. I'm screwed. No, sorry guys. Uh, uh, no, no. But I know how that turns out, man. Yeah. But we we really do appreciate you contacting us about this uh, about this 200th episode, man. We appreciate that because I mean that that's yeah didn't have to do that by no means, and we and we totally appreciate you guys reaching out to us about it, man, because. Uh, I, I think we we put it laid down a pretty good foundation, and you guys are carrying it on and doing a good job over there uh, with Metal Sucks as well. So it's um it, it's a very good thing. You know, like you said, it's about the bands in the end. It's about the music and stuff and and the discussion. And I think you know people that love listening to podcasts and listening to metal, they've got a lot to choose from out there. And I think they're listening to all of us. You know, so hopefully you know we they like what they hear from you guys and from us and from Doc and from you know, everybody is making podcasts out there right now. So exactly, it's a good thing. Awesome guys. So, any last words for you guys before we move on? I don't know if you know who we're interviewing, but your first interview was Valiant himself. So we're that's who we oh, got. Yeah. That's who we got for the oh, show. Nice. Yeah. So we wanted yeah. to do we wanted to do a whole like I said it was a thing. We wanted to make sure you know we did this right. We didn't just want to just throw out a two hundred. You know, that's a big deal. Four years of podcasting. That was uh, that was uh, me doing. I was sitting there drinking bubble tea with him. Uh, at a tea house right around the corner from where they were playing, man, and we were just sitting there sipping on bubble tea the entire time. <laughs> it's like, what? Very weird. Very weird. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> awesome guy, though. No, yeah, great. Yeah, it was a great interview. Godless, anything to, before we check out, buddy? Uh, no, just thank you guys. Really appreciate the invite, and uh, uh, I'm still listening to you guys, so uh, uh, yeah, feel free to you know call me when you're ready to do a beef. <laughs> we really got to get a beef going. We're going to get a segment, Beefs with Godless. Yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah let's start go. taking a page out of the, the Source Awards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cool, guys. All right. We want to thank you so much for calling into the Metal Sucks podcast. Yeah. How fun is that? We sh- you know. Were you, a, were you at least a little bit intimidated talking to him or just kind of worried? Like, I didn't know. I'm intimidated talking like everyone. Uh, like I, I'm still at that level where it's like I got to get past that intimidation. But yeah, I was. Uh, I was. The only uh, reason I was a little intimidated is I didn't know how cool they were going to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. super cool. And they were super cool. Yeah, yeah. And you never know. So, and vice versa. I'm sure they had the same feeling. Well, maybe we're maybe we're stuck up yeah, boots too. Yeah, maybe maybe we're gonna come on there and try and one up them or something. And yeah, it's like, nah, no, dude. man. I'll I'll I'll, I'll uh, camaraderie all the way. 
So uh, next, guys, uh, we did get to talk to Valiant himself. This is a blast. We, we got to talk to him while he was uh, uh, at the Warp Tour. He's mm-hmm. still, they're still going on right now, I think. I don't know how many dates are left for the summer, but uh, Valiant uh, Thor is all the way through. So let's jump right into that interview, guys. Here is Valiant himself from Valiant Thor. What's up, guys? Metal Sucks here. I'm Brandon. This is Pete, and we got Valiant Thor, Valiant himself on the phone. What's going on, dude? Alahoyas, how you doing, man? Doing great, man. Doing great. So uh, you were actually a part of the very, very first ever Metal Sucks episode. Interview, interview. that episode. You were the very first interview on Metal Sucks. We're working on the 200th now. So That's that, wild. Yeah, so we are, yeah, we call, we're calling you because you're the first interview and the celebration of the 200th episode, we're sharing it with you as well. Do you remember the first interview you did with them? No. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I do a lot of them. And, uh, I, I just don't, I don't, I mean, I do remember doing it. Uh, I remember talking about it and doing it, but I don't remember what we discussed or anything like that. Yeah, dude. No, I, I mean, I can, I can only imagine. So, um, how long ago was it? When was the first one? Four years now. Three. It's, it's about, it's almost four years. So yeah. about, I think three and a half. Okay. So, so I can tell you why I don't remember as well. Uh, is because right after that happened, I was also doing my own podcast at the time. And, uh, and then my father passed away and everything changed. Like, I mean, I, I still kept doing all the stuff besides all the grief and all that stuff. I just, I haven't, I did like one more of my own podcast as a tribute to him. And then I kind of stopped doing it. I just like when, when things like that happen, it just changes your whole, your whole deal with the, you know, different, like a lot of the art stuff, a lot of the movie reviews I do, I haven't done them. I haven't done one since. So I actually literally just started out here on the Warp Tour doing some more interviews to start my podcast back up. So, I, I, you know, I know what you mean. Like I had 44 going 200 is is a lot. That's It's incredible. So c- congratulations. No, thank you. Yeah, man. we've only done like twenty. We've so done I mean, <laughs> we've done thirty. Chuck and Godless, the original guys. We have on we had them on the episode as well. Uh, we interviewed them prior to you, uh, but yeah, they oh, did okay. about one seventy. So there was a shift. Two hundred is hard to get to, man. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, so when you packed it in, and when did you finally make the decision? We're like, look, I got to get back into this. Like when 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 was it? When would that, when did that happen? Like three nights ago okay <laughs> and the reason was the reason was is because i had no idea that a lot of i mean you know it's different than I, my my podcast was started out of a radio show that i did back in college and uh it's the same thing only you know it's basically it's, it's like a, a i did like a radio it's almost like a um, a mixtape i was making for the world like i ran it like a radio show like it was a pod like it was a um like john peel style like i played any kind of music but I wanted it to be, it was called Rocknology and it was music that people probably hadn't heard, but I, you know, I thought maybe that they would want to hear. And then when I would have guests on, we would build the, the podcast as, you know, I would talk about their own personal music history. Like what, what did they listen to that got them to where they are today? And so we're out here and I knew that it was getting downloaded in 40 something countries from the iTunes, like the, you know, all the stuff you get, like all the, all the like, statistics you get but uh you know and i know it was get the ones like the one with neil fallon had so many views like crazy like crazy amounts of downloads but then uh i didn't know who was listening to it you don't get a lot of feedback you know especially years later like like oh man you, you that was great but out here on the warp tour there's all these bands that we're friends with we're hanging out with municipal waste and cky and, and uh and 
guar and everything. And at night, we hang out and have these barbecues. And Jess Margera, drummer for uh, for CKY, and uh, Brad, uh, the drummer, you know, excuse me, not Brad, but Jizmac, the the drummer for Guar, uh, were were like, man, you should do that again. That was a great thing and and we'll, you know and i was like i'll do it if everybody on the tour will start doing them so i started knocking out um i started knocking out interviews like the next day so i'm looking forward to getting it back together and putting you know putting it all together and it it, it is time consuming but i'm out here in a good place where i can talk to lots of people and have these intimate conversations and uh um in a quiet space away from all this chaos during the day it's it's kind of a super fun little activity to do Oh, for sure, for sure. Now, when you do interviews, uh, like, what is your approach? Do you have a bunch of questions written out, or are you just like, we're going to riff together? Because you kind of know the guys are peers. Yeah, well, most most of them, I ask the same questions, but I let the I let the questions I frame them around stories, you know. And it's usually about obviously like any other interview, like what are they what are they promoting right now? But then I go back so far as to ask them like where they you know their first musical memories the first albums they bought the like what made them decide to get into bands what are other bands that people don't know that they were in who you know who was in other bands with them and uh like or like how about what are what are bands that that they played with you know that nobody ever heard of because they either stopped or you know somebody they were really impressed with over the years that that they just that just somehow didn't make it or maybe uh they're out there humping there and making it happen right now, but they just don't have that push that they need and trying to turn people onto tunes that, that shaped their careers basically. Right on, right on, man. And they can tell stories, you know, sometimes they'll bust out. Like I did, uh, I did one with Monique, uh, from save Ferris yesterday. And she had all kinds of funny stories, you know, about, you know, growing up and having her friend join the go-go's and all this crazy shit. So oh, I try to hook see. up with a girl at a, Save Ferris show that was like ninety seven or something like that. I was like trying to exactly. <laughs> we I think we all did at that time frame. Save Ferris yeah. or Tsunami Bomb. Those yeah. are the two, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not say you know I'm a I'm a you know straight dude. I mean if you're you know Save Ferris, it was just kind of like uh, everybody knew that what I was there for. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, I was watching this scumbag. He's probably trying to score. No. <laughs> Nah, nah that's not. that. Yeah, you, you're jumping. Nah, I'm well, sure, you know, I'm sure guys are into St. Ferris, buddy. Yeah, are they? I, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, barbecues, though, like you said on the Warp Tour, a bunch of guys will will set up a barbecue and do that. Has ev- anybody ever cooked up a barbecue on the grill and just got everybody sick? Um, you know, I, I not that I know of. I'm All sure right. it's happened. I'm sure people have gotten something bad, like couple people you know you hear you hear rumblings of that but i don't think i've ever heard of any you know also it's been like 12 years since we did this tour so or 11 years since we did it last so it could have happened in the past and i haven't heard shit about it so is there anybody that you see like from another band that you see him on the grill and you're like i don't trust that dude on the grill nah these guys <laughs> the, the barbecue band work it every day they're also like the guys who cook like you know we all have catering out here so you know they're they they're like pretty much the hardest workers on the tour because they start before you wake up and they they're packing up the shit while you're partying at the barbecue and then you know it's it's kind of a fucked job they're fucking working hard all day they got a tip jar or anything or just just they're, oh they're, yeah oh, absolutely good, good. The, the late night barbecues all tips it's like you know 
and, you know, and they and they get paid good, I'm sure, for being on, for being the cooks and everything. But still, it's like it's like fucking blazing hot. Some of these dates are like a hundred, like it's like a hundred thirteen in Phoenix. It was insane. Plus the days that aren't that hot, like the sun's right on you and the humidity, like it's 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 just nuts, man. Yeah. So the, the Warp Tour is like basically it's the perfect tour for anyone with fans with ADD and no agenda. Meaning it's about the atmosphere as much as it is about the music. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, the, the reason, the, to be honest with you, man, the reason we did it, there, a lot of people ask these questions lately in these interviews we've been doing are like, what's the difference doing it now of doing it like from 2005 and 2006? And I was like, well, there's not a lot of difference. It's just that we're a lot older, you know, like, so our perspective is different. You know, the tour is doing the same thing. You know, it's just that now if you can catch fans that are younger they're gonna they're gonna grow up listening to your music you know like all our fans are old dudes that drink at bars they they already drinking and you know we're not catching any younger fans but if you come out and do a tour like this you know there's dudes out here who are like hey man i'm 24 i saw you when i was 13 with my dad and here's my son i'm bringing him out to see you for the first time so it's pretty nuts that that, that really happens like on a daily basis um no so generations you know, you know. that's i think i think that yeah we all we all pass that's that's like my big fear i got a son he's only he's only about 20 months right now but my fear is that he's not gonna like my genre of music like i know that's a small fear to have i'm supposed to fear of like real things like he might get hurt or something but like my fear right, is like yeah. what if i can't share you know suicidal tendencies with my son you know yeah. like what if, what if more afraid yeah, of it's what uh Patton oswalt said in that one thing you gotta pretend like you like phil collins no jacket required so that he thinks you're square and grows up and likes all the rock yeah, and roll stuff. Yeah, Ooh, dude, yeah, I didn't even hear that joke, but he's right. Yeah, Pete's son's gonna grow up to love choir music, and he's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's dude. I I just want to see his face like the first show where it's like wowed. I just it's it's uh, I I got years to wait, but I'm just saying I can't wait. So speaking of, if you were to choose, say say we're gonna run a, a festival and call it Valiant Fest, what format would you have? Would you have it kind of like Warp Tour, like that organized chaos, or would you be a little more? Uh, 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 we tried driven. to put together something called a rendezvous years ago. I was thinking like, you want to ha- like where, you know, with, with little money, like what would I have done? But if money wasn't an object, like I'd want to have it in places where you could get a lot of different people coming at one time. Like I want, like I, my idea was to have it in a place where it was near a big airport so people could fly in if they wanted to easily to get one of those weird packages, um, you know, make it near, in, in a tri-city type place where there are people come from all the different cities. So a lot of people would come no matter if it was just, you don't want to just have one for, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. You'd want to have it where a lot of people would come. If it wasn't a touring festival, it's just big, like, like I said, like a Thor rendezvous. And, and then you, I guess mine would be to have a smaller thing, not six stages, but have, you know, maybe two stages, <clears throat> one with bigger, bigger bands and one with the the bands that open up for the bigger bands always, you know that like, like it would be all the bigger bands that it's, let's just say I was doing it. The bigger bands that I want to tour with, you know, you can say Melvins or or whoever, and then ones the other stage, the smaller stage would be bands that open up for us that everybody should know. Sort of like my podcast, like all these bands that that we've played with that are killer that don't really tour. But they, you know, this fucking band's laying it down in Orlando, Florida, or this band is fucking killing it in Kansas City. You know, like you should, you should know this band. So that that would be the way I would run it. 
Um, give them, give them a, give them a, a, a platform. Would you basically take a page out of the uh, the Coachella book and do a Lemmy hologram, or is that nonsense? Or is that just bullshit? <laughs> stupid. I think that's crazy. I don't. I'm not into that. <laughs> yeah. <not either>. yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, I know the Dio thing. They're gonna. They're they're people like it i don't know i mean look i get it if it's at a live show and then all of a sudden well it's kind of cool but i mean i'm not going to go to the show and you know try and rock out to a hologram you know nah that's that's nuts man i can just watch a live. i just listen to a live cd or something i mean that's basically where they're getting the audio yeah you know it's it's one of those things where you want to you know it's almost like if you want to celebrate their music is it about them or what? Like, how, you know, if, if somebody just recently died or something, you could have some of the bands that are all coming together to, you know, get together and cover one of their songs or something, a couple members from each band or something like that would be a, a nice tribute rather than some kind of, some kind of robot bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of, let's, uh, let's, let's plug the new record, Old Salt. It is out now. And uh, yeah, like, all Valiant Thor records, it puts a smile on your face and it gets you off the couch to do something. Is that a formula wow. that you have in the studio? You're like, all right, <laughs> smile and go do something anytime I put on a record. Well, I don't know. I mean, may, maybe, you know, I, I think our formula is just to, to keep making records that we learn something from the last one and try to implement it onto this one so that it gets better, so that our trajectory from the beginning where people might have said, man, they suck, or like, man, they don't they're not very good or we don't know shit to like, well, the next time we made one, we learned a lot. And then the next time we learned from that. And so our trajectory keeps, you know, and, and, and I'll take myself out of it. I'm like, the, I'm definitely the weakest link now. If I wasn't in the past, like the band that is, is on fire right now, you know, and, and it's unfortunate that we have a label that doesn't really give a shit about us because it, that record came out August 30th of last year. And we did three tours in Europe around it and the, this tour right here is the first one we've done in the states so it would be nice if we'd had some kind of push from the label uh but they don't I, I think they it was like one of those i don't know if it's a tax scam or what or they just thought hey we looked onto this this trophy horse and like boom like but we didn't sell like 10 or fifteen thousand records the first day or something so they don't give a, a damn about us they didn't put out it and we're speaking of uh i'm not afraid to say it. it's like we're speaking of napalm records yeah. everyone in, in europe said that they were great it's going to be fantastic you're going to be on this great label everyone thought that and they didn't spend any money to put out any ads they didn't they promised us tour support and they didn't do it you know like they literally gave us a list of bands on who we should tour with uh to get you know we'll, like you do a tour with them and you'll get some support first name on the list clutch hey you want to do a tour with clutch in december yeah absolutely we did it and Clutch's profile has gotten huge in Europe. Like we toured with them in 2011, they were they were big, but now they're doing 2,500 to 3,000 cap places and selling them out all over Europe. And that was in December, and we did that. And we, you know, we had to I had to like do local shows just to pay for our own airfare and everything because they weren't kicking out they weren't kicking down anything. And the same with this, like we'd be killing it on this tour right now. I don't want to say that I'm 
completely unhappy because I'm a happy person. I'm not going to let one thing run me down, but we'd be a lot happier if we weren't spending every nickel that we made on this tour on our transportation. You know what I mean? And when you have a label that doesn't give a shit about you, then that's what happens. And this is your first record with them though. Is that correct? This is our first and last record with them. They can give fuck. (laughs) Oh, you hear that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I wanted, that's a fair, that's fair though, man. You guys, you guys have been in the game a long time. Here's the thing. Like, yeah, 17 years. And I thought about not talking shit about them. I didn't talk shit after the clutch tour in Europe. I thought, you know, with, and, and, and you know i'm like maybe it's our fucking manager maybe he's a fucking idiot maybe like who knows what the fuck's going on but i've seen and heard so many bands get fucked over and i was like well i don't want to see you in the press like we're fucking trying to be crybabies but we work hard man like you know and and we literally have gotten shitted on and it's like you're not going to get a cover story talking about how bad you're doing so it's like you know you know like you don't want to air these grievances but when it comes down to it we there's nothing else to do i waited i was like well we got this other big thing coming maybe they'll kick down maybe they're just in dire straits maybe budgets for the end of the year were weird who knows but it came down we we requested we we're like hey we buy us a tent with our name on it so that we can sell our fucking merch at the warp tour no it's like there's not even a person you can blame because they got two dudes who are supposedly in charge one of them at the tops, the money guy. One of them is the fucking business guy. And all these other like reps are the guys who are in charge. And they ask them, hey, can we, can, you know, will you get them a, a tent? And they're like, no, just no from on high. No phone number to call them, bitch. No fucking email address. So sorry, I don't, I, I'm venting a little bit. No, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking unbelievable. It's, it's, it's not fair. I recommend the record's any so, band who listens, yeah. any band who listens to this. Don't get involved with Napalm Records, man, because it's like that old saying, you can make the best record in the world, but if nobody can fucking hear it, did you even make a record? I mean, here's what I should be talking about. We made our seventh record, Old Salt, by ourselves in our own studio that Aiden Thor, our guitar player, built himself in Wilmington, North Carolina, called palm reader recording studio and it is fantastic it's our best record we've ever made iggy pop is the most fantastic drummer he's the show now he steals the show storm wrote a hell of a lot of it it's got a lot more soul it's back to a little it's like rock and roll like it's not just you know our record no matter who's been in that guitar position over the years it's been like oh valiant thor they tread the line between punk or metal or rock and roll or whatever and then hey this new record's a little bit more punk this one's got more soul it's back to the original formula that we wanted to be in the beginning james brown fronting the mc5 you know it's got a little thin lizzy in there but it's got something that none of the rest of them have had in that each guy in the fucking band besides me is an unbelievable unbelievable player and uh i think that you know we've always each had our own um our own influences and i think you can see them all coming through in this record like the the first song starts out as a sort of like the tip i think it was put together like this because first song is like the typical valiant thor song it sounds like our older songs but then as you go through it expands our sound more than we ever have before there's a lot of airy stuff halfway through the record we got this one about it's about the band that warm up song is about it's about us I think maybe there's one song on each record that's about us and it's about our history, our, you know, and that's, that has to do with, you know, everything is about your own history. You know, I tell kids out here every day, like, it's not just about art history and music history and, and like world history. We're all creating our own history out here. 
and and you got to do something about it you know if i don't talk all this bullshit on on that label then it'll be forgotten and when you go into a to the studio to record a new album i mean obviously you want to do something different from all the other albums from all the previous albums but then you yeah, also you want to hold together the same. Yeah yeah but you also want to hold on to that one signature thing that makes you know Valiant Thor stand out what is that one signature thing You know I I, I don't know I think it has to do with the, the but there's not even a whole lot of guitar harmonies on this record it's like I would say the guitar harmonies in the past you know like um I would say the fact that maybe I'm not a singer I'm like a yeller I'm not even a screamer. I'm like a yeller, if that's a thing. Uh, but then but I, yours, I think it's though. beyond me. It's yeah. it's beyond me. It's like it's the the band has um uh, it, it, the way we write. I guess is is it fits in with no matter who, no matter which record you're talking about, and, and they all are a little different, but it's still got that value Thor sound. That sound that fits with metal punk. We've played with bluegrass bands, you know, it, it always fits in there somehow. And I think it's just the beat of rock and roll. Lemmy would have said it's rock and roll. A long ass time ago, we, we jokingly said we played Space Church. So I don't know if what of that is true, but I'll just take what Lemmy says and say it's rock and roll. Nice. Because, you know, a lot of bands, like, you know, you got these stations out here that interview you, and they're like, number one rock station in Wichita. And you're like, well, we don't play rock. You know, we play rock and roll. And I think, like, the thing about mainstream music is they forgot that the role, it, it, if you lose the role, you lose the soul. And soul was a big part of rock and roll in the beginning. So I think that's very important to us. Our sound has to have that soul. And d- I don't know if that makes sense. But oh, no, it makes total You're talking about that deep blues. Yeah, absolutely. You got to have that. Yeah. I mean, it's styling, and, and somebody. The way they put it to me last night, somebody was talking to uh, I was one of the guys from Suicide Machines last night. said, you know, he goes, uh, I've been aware of you guys for a long time, but he's like, when I watched you play, he's like, you know, a lot of people watch you. You're the, you're the front man. You're up there jumping around and doing your thing or whatever. But he's like, when I look behind you, I looked at every single person in that band is is doing their part. They're laying it down. There's nobody just standing there. Everybody is working like as hard as they can as furiously as they can to to make the 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 sound that you're making and i was like yeah i mean like there, there is there is no slouch in this band man we're making it happen we don't allow it we don't allow slouching yeah i remember uh you guys were in vegas maybe a few years ago they opening up motorhead for, yeah you guys were Price opening up yeah, yeah yeah with motorhead and i mean each time the first time i didn't i wasn't aware of you guys and then all of a sudden i was like who and the fuck is that guy like you guys are all over the place every single especially you dude i mean you're like i mean you are drenched when you get off that stage and i think that's something that you really don't see now it doesn't you i mean i do see guys like you know trying to try to engage the crowd but i mean to see like a full-on performance it's like i that's something i appreciate well i I appreciate that you even pay attention man because it's hard to get people to pay attention you know you guys um metal sucks all the cats over there have been really good to us since I think since probably the the site started, uh, you know, and it's funny cause there's like lots of trolls. I think I won like some kind of beard competition there a few years ago and, or like it was second place or something. I like got it second place is some kind of great front man thing. And it's, it's awesome. But there's tons of trolls who are like, 
who the fuck is this band? We never fucking heard of this band, but it doesn't matter how many of them said that because they, they haven't experienced it. You you guys gave us a voice. You guys gave us a, a, an outlet so that who do read the site might want to check it out. And, and we're forever uh, grateful for that. So thank you. That's one thing I could never understand about internet trolls is when it's like, yeah, I never heard of these guys. Well, then give them a shot. Go. Why are you bitching? Give them a shot. Yeah, that's not metal. They, I, I listen to one song. They suck. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, a thing that's out here, a thing that, that, that I keep telling people now that, that it's a, I was like, it's a, the other thing that's changed, like I said, is perspective in that in that it doesn't matter. And this comes from Lemmy. And I, I kind of stopped talking about all the Lemmy stories because they're kind of more personal now that he's passed on. But this is something that I think that I learned from him was that it doesn't really – it doesn't really matter what I think about these bands out here. Back in 2006 or 2005, I would have told you, yeah, fuck, half these fucking bands on the Warped Tour suck. And it's same. <laughs> it's, my opinion today is probably the same, but it doesn't matter about my opinion because now I look at it as like, hey, man, they're making people happy. And and a lot, some of them are making a lot of people happy, a lot more than us because they got so many fans. And I'm going – what is it that, you know, are they doing something positive? If they're doing something negative, then fuck them. But if they're doing something positive, then they're doing a good thing. Can I learn from them? Can I implement it into my, into the way I do things to maybe, you know, get my message out better and do a better job at, like, making, you know, making people happy? Because that's, that's ultimately what we're trying to do. But let me say one time, do you like Tom Petty? And I was like, nah, fuck, no, hell no. And he goes sit down and he made me sit down and listen to two and a half like he probably would have kept going if he didn't have to get pulled away by like one of his handler dudes he was like he made me listen to two and a half tom petty cds in a row and he would pause it and talk about song structure and he'd be like oh, you hear this part and 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 he would talk about the music you know and and then i didn't get that until years later Sometimes I sing with this band, the Avet Brothers, and, and a few New Year's Eves ago, we covered a Tom Petty song, and I realized what he was talking about. He's like, he saw it. It's like, I, I, I sang, uh, what did we cover? We covered uh, Don't Do Me Like That, and it was like a brilliantly like put together song. And uh, and so I try to keep my hating in check these days. I still obviously think tons of things sucks, but there's a lot of things that you can learn from from people you know, even if you don't like them, you know, like what was our mentor said years ago that that uh, that even the best, you know, the most knowledge professor can learn from the students, you know. Yeah. And it, it kind of that's something that just comes with age when you say just kind of not necessarily. I mean, we all think things suck, but I mean, before, like when in our younger years, it was so important to be the one that says that sucks. Now, all of a sudden, we're a little bit older. We're like, eh, who gives a shit? You know, who, it sucks. Yeah. Who cares? You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to be uh, – now, like, once you get over a certain point, you're like – you get very happy when you do see a band that you like, that is doing it, that makes you proud, that's doing it even better than you could ever do. You know, they're like, holy shit, they're really killing it, man. I'm really impressed because it – you know, I guess when one sticks out that does that, it does make you very happy because there's a lot of horse shit out there. Yeah. You know what else came with age that I noticed? Is that like What's when that? I, when I uh, told the people you got to check out this band you got to check out this band when I was like twenty one twenty two everybody checked it out now that I'm like thirty six nobody cares yeah shut up <laughs> your opinion doesn't matter you're older I'm like really no but I should my opinion yeah. should matter more but, but dude, I know more it's like the Tom Petty thing you said though right Lemmy's yeah. like hey dude this is it I don't know what rec do you remember what records he played for you um 
I I literally don't even remember. It was the first. It was like first couple. I think maybe yeah. is one that had a ton of fucking hits on it. It wasn't even the greatest hits, but it was actual. You know, he was talking about like real records and the way the the way the record was structured and everything. And, and and I remember being like like you were saying being a kid and someone saying listen to this Phil Collins listen to this Peter Gabriel record so what come on you know no it's got big yeah. time on it come on right and then so you just ignored it because they were like of a certain age and that's what like I find harder and harder is to try to convince people to kind of like listen to things that I think are amazing well you know? especially young people because young people young think people, they know yeah. everything yeah and they we, don't. Were the, we were them though. you know they're yeah. the most passionate but they they're the most passionate yeah they're the most uninformed. And, and they're the most important to the scene. Do you agree with that or no? The young ones? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so because they're the ones who have money. They're not concerned with bills right now. They're not like some of them can't drink yet, so they don't spend all their money on booze. And uh, you know, they don't have like responsibility as much responsibility as, as we do now. You know, mm-hmm. they got that disposable income, so they're going to check out records on the whim and not feel weird about it. I mean, what ones don't just steal all their music or find it on Spotify or something? But, you know, as long as you catch them early, if they like you and you don't pull some kind of weird, uh, say some kind of weird fucked up shit or something along the way, you're going to have a fucking fan for life. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You're just on the stage and you point to one guy and you're like, hey, I fucked your mother. I'm out of here. Like, like, wait a minute. You lost that fan. Everybody (laughs) else loves you, though, right? You're like, oh, that one guy's like, (laughs) one guy had to be sacrificed. Sorry. (laughs) Just make sure he's wearing a shirt of a band you don't like. He's so rock and roll. He told that guy to fuck his mother. (laughs) He can't decide if it was before he was born or not. He doesn't know if you're his dad. (laughs) He's doing the math. He's looking up your age at Wikipedia. He's like, what's going on? (laughs) That's awesome. So we'll give you one last question, uh, Valiant. Thank you so much, like I said, for calling in. Um, just a quick question. If, if I invented a device that erased all the social media on the planet, would you give me a high five or be mad at me? All the social media? Erased it. It's gone. Fuck it. I'd give you a high five. High five. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because, uh, because I have, I'm like a, I'm borderline, like I'm a collector, but like I'd say borderline hoarder. So my shit is is tight. I, I have like plenty, like you're talking like the only thing on the internet that, you know, like the social media, it's, I don't know. I, I don't, if you, if you, if you and not only erased like, you know, Twitter and Instagram and, uh, and Facebook and, and whatever, uh, whatever the other ones people use, but if you went further than that and, and somehow managed to erase, uh, like Bandcamp and Spotify and and got rid of all of it. Like I have enough VHS cassettes, LPs, CDs, DVDs. I have enough to get me through the rest of my life to where I don't think I'd be able to view all of it once again for the rest of my life. Oh, I'm so talking to that's fun. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. I got it all, man. And so with the other the other point is communication moves so fast, and there were so many people hip to it that. At a certain point, when those things start, like Twitter, you saw, wow, this is, you'd post something and it would stay relevant for like a day. But then now everybody's on it so much that shit gets covered up in minutes. So even if you did erase it all, there would be literally like, if they reset it like an, five minutes later, it'd be covered up again tonight. Like a lot of it, you know, like it w- you wouldn't have the old content to go through, but 
it would just keep on rolling. It wouldn't matter at all. Yeah, unfortunately, that's true. Now I'm with you, man. I, I'm a collector, and I'm, I'm a hold it all. And same thing. That's another fear of mine. I want to give my kid my VHS tapes and be like, no, 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 no. This is a Kurosawa movie. You can't find this anymore. Right? I want to like, yeah. I want to pass it my, on. No, this is a good one, right? Yeah, that's like my biggest cassettes and and VHS are my biggest thing now because they were what I collected first and I got rid of some of them so I went back and I've gotten pretty much almost all the original ones that I had and now I'm trying to get the other ones I didn't have that I wanted back when I was you know 13 14 15 years old so I got a pretty massive collection and it's bad but they're they're starting to jack the price up on things I like again oh they are yeah (laughs) that's that's very true very true so uh we want to thank you so much for calling in Valiant First interview, yeah, episode man. 200. Big deal for us. Everybody, Old Salt, even if Napalm dropped the ball on this shit, you guys don't. We were going to promote it. It's a fantastic fucking record. You got to go get so it. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem, man. It, it really, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll promote every one of your guys' records. I love them all, man. So, yeah, man. Um, but, uh, and, hey, check this out. Check this out. I will go as far as to say this to not be negative. If for some reason it was some kind of bullshit pulled over our eyes from our manager, and fucking Napalm hears this and wants to reach out and wants to fucking make amends, I'm still open to that. But right now, fucking making me talk to somebody through somebody else, like, it just is not a good way to do business. You know what I mean? And I'm at the point where I got no other thing to do but to, to move on and try to figure something else out because we're going to keep rolling like we always have. I'm not letting nobody slow me down. That's what That's we want to hear. Got, That's what we want to like hear, that. man. You've got to so. be like that. Excellent, man. So, again, Old yeah. Salt, guys, go check it out. It's out right now. The Warp Tour is going to be running for a couple more weeks while this airs. And uh, don't miss Valiant Thor. Always check the Warp Tour app, Day of Show, if it's coming to your city, and you'll see when they're playing. So, uh, thanks again, man. We really appreciate you calling into the Metal Sucks podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Right on, brother. Take sure. care.
Metal Sucks Podcast. Now the searching can begin. Ancient wisdom and Superman. Strength and speed, it's all we need. So much power, I want something we go. Information for those in the know. The serum is fixed, it's making me sick.
didn't expect that. Yeah, that was that. Hey, How dude. often do you hear somebody go? Usually, when you hear people talk about the label, they're like, yeah, "Well, I mean, you know, they could help us out." I a love honesty. Dude, he went hard. He went hard. He went hard. The songs you heard is off the latest record, "Old Salt," off of uh, the record they put out on Napalm. Um, who cares? The record's amazing. It doesn't matter. Um, the two songs you did hear, the first one was called No Count Blues, and the second one was Mira Kura. Kuru. Mira Kuru. Yeah. That's what it is. Mira Kuru. I don't know. You keep saying it over and over like it's going to make you more confident in the proper denunciation. It's my favorite song on the record, <laughs> Old Salt. All right. Now so, that was full of confidence. Yes. Yeah, so anyways, guys, and so to end our celebration of 200 episodes, um, we got to talk to the man who paid for every one of these episodes, Vince Nielstein. Come check this out right here. Metal Sucks Podcast here, and on the phone, we got Vince, one of the co-creators of MetalSucks.net, our boss. <laughs> our boss. <laughs> What's going on, dude? What's up, guys? Thanks for, for having me. Um, this is my first time doing a podcast with you guys. Uh, obviously, I did it a few times with, um, with Chuck and Godless, so uh, thanks for having me on on my own podcast that i pay you for (laughs) (laughs) episode 200 that's i mean it's a milestone a lot of podcasts don't make it pulling the ceo card Mm. (laughs) yeah um it's uh yeah 200 is a lot um obviously we haven't done an episode every single week but um just about you know there's been only really probably maybe two weeks a year off that, that we don't release one for one reason or another. And uh, so basically four years, which is really damn impressive. So uh, when you when you and Axel decided to you know start up a podcast for MetalSucks.net, uh, did you guys ever consider doing it yourselves before having people send in auditions? Um, yeah, we did. Um, we, I mean, I think one of the things is we always want to do everything ourselves um you know because i think one of the things from the very beginning of the site is you know it was just the two of us and along the way we added various people but um i think that a lot of the the readers of the site you know they obviously they're coming in for metal news but they want to you know they want the vince and axel show so to speak um you know but the truth is is that we just can't do everything. I mean, a we can't do everything just from a time and uh, from a time perspective. And b it's like we're not good at everything. You know, there's a reason we wanted to get people to do our podcast, and that's because there are people that are way better than us. Uh, you know, who just have experience and um, are better at interviewing bands and uh, chatting on the air and so forth, so so um, so on and so forth. So. We did want to do it ourselves, but we quickly realized that it was just something we, we couldn't really handle. Gotcha. So when you guys decided, okay, you're going to do the audition process before Chuck and Godless got on uh, on air, um, did you get like a slew of horrible auditions that were like hilarious or were there just really kind of like talented guys and it was hard to pick? Um, yeah, there were some pretty bad ones. <laughs> Can we play them um, on air? Do you have any? <laughs> oh my God. Um, were were they so bad where you guys were like, where you looked at Axel and you're like, dude, okay, we're going to do this. Never mind. We don't need anyone else. <laughs> um, we, we actually, um, you know, I don't know if you guys have spoken to Chuck and Godless yet for this episode. I know they're, they're going to be on here. Um, but, um, we actually had a relationship with them, before we ever 
decided to do auditions. Um, Chuck is a guy that we had known for many years because he's a radio DJ in Austin, Texas. So whenever I would go down there for, for South by Southwest, um, we would hang out at shows and chit chat and whatnot. So, um, so, you know, we knew that we, we, we had those guys, uh, or at least we had Chuck, um, you know, we didn't know their, their previous podcast that they had, we weren't familiar with. Um, so, you know, it's interesting though, actually the original idea for the podcast was for it to be just one person, um, along the lines of like a WTF or, um, you know, most podcasts really. Um, but, um, a lot of the auditions we got were one person, but they were just really boring. Um, you know, like, no, I don't know that any of them were just terrible, but they just weren't that interesting. Um, and then they came along, we, we knew this guy, Chuck and, uh, his buddy Godless, um, was doing the podcast with him and, and we really liked the, the vibe that they had as a two piece. Um, it's interesting that you you ask though about if we ever plan to do it ourselves because there were a few episodes at the beginning where we did the interviews and then they just cut that into the the rest of the podcast. Oh, mm, I didn't know. Uh, so oh, like, I'm, I think I'm, it's I'm... actually the first. I don't know. Um, well, actually, I think the first few episodes didn't have an interview at all, um, and there was a lot more music play, like four or five songs instead of one or two or three. And, um, it was just like a, a talk show basically. And then after a few episodes, we're like, we need to, we need to break this up. It's too much talk. It's too much about metal news. And that's when we started bringing in the, uh, the interviewees. So, you know, like I did one with, uh, Misha from periphery very early on. Um, I think, I think I did one with Devin Townsend and, uh, there were, there were a few others until we kind of just handed the rain over to Chuck and Godless to, to do everything. Uh, was it hard to hand the rain over to the interviews? Cause that is like the, the funnest part, right? Hanging out with Brandon's not that fun. I'm going to be yeah, honest with you. I'm, I'm a downer. Yeah. He stapled the guy's dick like two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. That makes, <laughs> for starters, doesn't that make you want to party with me? I mean, really? I'm not saying I'm going to staple like people's dick that don't want it, but I mean, he pulled it no, out and was like, what? go for it. I'm like, all right. Yes. Are we talking like like mini staples here or like big he, giant it was, like surgical staples? He gave me a staple gun. And he, I, oh, well, keep in mind, it's not like I did it for free. I gave him 15 bucks and he gave me a T-shirt. <laughs> and I stapled the $15 to his, to his dick. He, but it's like, he paid the guy to do this to him. That's yeah, what he's saying. Well, dude, yeah. he was a friend. And, you know, he was down and out. I came in like I feel like I rescued him. We're getting fired right now. Yeah, I, I feel like it. I feel like that. that's my 30 cents a day thing. What are, what are you going to do with the 15 bucks? No, no, I gave it to him. I just stapled yeah. it. I stapled oh. the 15 bucks to his dick. So it was like, oh, okay. So yeah. that's, that's good. Well, it was festive. Uh, I mean, I hope he, he spent it all on Band-Aids or whiskey or I don't know. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm sure it went towards something of that nature. Guaranteed. Maybe some Oxycontin. Who knows? So uh, out of all 200 episodes of the show, how, how many did you just not listen to? <laughs> Can you be honest? Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I think I'm around like seventy five percent of ones that I've that I've listened to right all the way through, like something like that probably. Um, you know, like usually, if I don't listen, it's because uh, well, I mean, first of all, it's it's difficult because 
um, we write all day and listening to spoken audio is just not a thing that can happen when, when we're writing. Um, you know, so it's difficult to, to listen. Um, and also we don't commute, you know, so, and I think that's the primary time when most people do their, their podcast listening. So, um, but you know, we obviously do lots of stuff, uh, for me personally, the podcast listening happens on my subway rides. Um, but usually when I don't listen, it's because either I'm away or on vacation and it would just be impossible to catch up or just because honestly, I just don't really care about the guest that's on that particular week. Um, you know, which isn't that frequently, but you know, sometimes we'll get a guest that let's say is somebody that we know is good for the site and, you know, we definitely should be speaking to, but for whatever reason, um, you know, I'm just not a fan of or whatever, but I do my best. Um, you know, it's hard to listen to, um, I guess now 200 hours of audio, but uh, (laughs) there's no going uh, back also and also listen to music uh, and keep up with all the new releases and stuff that are coming out. That, that's what I was uh, thinking. But to, too. to answer yeah. your question about the interviews, we kind of got sidetracked with um, Dick stapling there. Um, <laughs> um, it, it, no, it wasn't really hard because um, because I, I think Axel and I had both kind of grown tired of, of doing interviews um, and printing them in the audio, uh, or rather in the, the um, written format, um, because it's kind of an outdated way of presenting an interview. Uh, you know, it's. Um, a bit of a chore for people to get through. And, um, as podcasts became more of a, uh, developing or, or really surging format of media, um, we saw that the interviews that we were doing would be much better suited for that format. Um, so we were happy to, to pass it along. And, um, and also Chuck and Godless did an absolutely amazing job with those interviews. So, um, you know, again, it comes back to that thing of probably not being able to do as good of a job ourselves. For sure. Out of all the episodes that you listen to, the 75% of them, which one in your mind stands out as your favorite? Ooh, man. That's a tough I one. Probably I should have been, probably should have been prepared for this question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... See, there were some good ones. Um, I don't know. The one with uh, the the couple of chats we've had with Otep were fun. Mm. Um, she's always a firecracker. She has lots of interesting stuff to play. Um, always. Um, there was one I remember from fairly early on with Mel from Royal Thunder, in which she just goes into like how she used to be in this cult, and she talks all about her upbringing, and you know, just like how the band formed out of that cult. And it was just some really, really out there, um, unexpected stuff. You know, I think like those are, those are my favorite ones when, um, when something just comes up that, that would seem like a tangent and it just goes off into completely ad lib territory where neither, neither the interviewers or the interviewee were really prepared for it, but it kind of just takes on a life of its own. Completely, yeah. So, is there any uh, is there any show that you wish you could just delete off your site? Do you remember any like horrible ones? Oh man, I know, I know. We, <laughs> um, we're bringing. I it. mean, the the, the <laughs> early ones are pretty embarrassing. You, like I, you know, I just not for Chuck and Godless, but just for for me and Axel doing the interviews. You know, like I think like we're not we weren't accustomed to doing interviews to be published in an audio format. You know, so that was was a little bit awkward for us. Um, with all the ums and yeahs and, you know, whatever 
crap that we can usually edit out in a in a printed interview. Um, but um, I don't know. I mean, there have there have been some weird ones in there, but I can't really think of anything that that were you know we wish never happened or anything. Now you know how Pete and I we like to start off the show with a comedy bit. Has there been a comedy bit that you were just embarrassed at how bad it was? <laughs> <laughs> the comedy bits are cool. Like I, you know, I was very happy that you guys brought those into the fold. Um, you know, I think it adds a, a cool dimension to the show that that wasn't there before. I mean, I, I laugh every week. They're funny as hell. Oh, that's good. Oh, okay, good. There We're on we a go. roll. We're on a roll. I thought there was one where Pete wrote, and I could have just said, looked at him and went, I told you, dude. But no, we didn't get any of that. <laughs> yeah, it was called Papa oh, Coach. Which one? Oh, which no. One? <laughs> I'm trying. Like, there was Danzig a, Viagra. I remember he wasn't on board yeah, with. Yeah, the Danzig Viagra, and then there was the, uh, the there was one that he wrote, and we, we made fun of him. We didn't even really air it. We only aired like half of it because it was so bad. It was the Papa Coach one. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> so that was the one where I was like, really, dude? Yeah, that one was bad, dude. But whatever. It's better than nothing. Instead of, <laughs> instead of Uber. Uber, we had like Papa Coach instead of Papa. Anyways, I yeah. threw it in the garbage and he, and he pulled the file out and he played. He ambushed me on the show with it. It was pretty awful. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So uh, he played. I, I like, might have missed that one. My apologies. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. So, uh, um, yeah. I guess that's pretty much it, dude. Yeah, so uh, any any uh, congratulations on the 200th episode? I mean, this is a, a it's a big deal in the podcast world. It four is four years dude. in. It is. So 10 years Metal Sucks has been going, four years of the podcast, and uh, man. And just congratulations well, on metalsucks.net. I mean, just in general, yeah. the fact that the, the fact that it's been going for ten years is you know you got to give yourself a big pat on the back, boss. Thanks, dude. And uh, you know, I mean, I definitely want to thank. Uh, I mean, obviously, you guys uh, for taking on the podcast uh, to top of the year and doing a great job with it. Want to thank Chuck and Godless for getting it going and doing an incredible job for three and a half years. Um, also, some. I guess kind of you could say friends of Metal Sucks who have been very helpful along the way, including for the podcast. Uh, one example of that would be today's guest, Valiant himself. Mm. Um, he has always been super cool to us from the very beginning of the site. Other people that fall into that category, uh, definitely Misha from Periphery is always great, you know, always down to help us out in um, our career uh, as, as a site has very much been in lockstep with theirs as a band um mike from darkest hour who's been a guest on the show many times um always good to us Aol, who does who did the um the unsigned uh i forget the exact name of it but the, the unsigned band review segment on the podcast um doc Coyle, of course uh formerly of god forbid now of the x-man podcast who's used to write for the site and has also appeared on the show many times um now this is starting to go on like an Oscar acceptance speech, and I feel like I'm probably <laughs> forgetting somebody very important that's play listening. Play the music. Gonna <laughs> We're going to play uh, Master of Puppets. Yeah. I'm sure there's other people that have been super important. Uh, definitely the Jabberjaw Media folks for, for helping us out to market. And, and uh, yeah, it's uh, four years of podcasting. Pretty fucking cool. Dude, thank Hell you, brother. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having Pete and I uh, represent the uh, the website, and we love doing the we love, love doing the show, and uh, we can't thank you enough. Oh no, man! Thank you, guys. Thanks for doing it. There you go. There you go, man. The boss, so cool, man. So we're gonna get him on the show more. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, it's just fun. It's he just... seems to have he seems to have more of an inside scoop. Yeah. No, there's there's there inside scoop on what 
just uh, life. Well, the metal scene in oh, general. Well, you know. Yeah, I mean, what do you say? <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> I completely. I mean, he, agree. he's our version of Huggy Bear. Yes, like that's what we would do. We would go to him I to was get the never, lowdown. What is that from Dukes of Hazard? Starsky and Hutch. No, oh. Huggy Bear was not in Dukes of Hazard. See what you did to me? Stupid. Murakuru. <laughs> Miracuru. Anyways, so the last thing we got to thank, guys, before we head out. um, Is you. First off, I want to thank Brandon Hahn. I want to thank Chuck and Godless. I want to thank Valiant himself. I want to thank Vince and Axel for everything they've done. And you, the fans. There's a lot of you guys who have actually listened to all 200 episodes. Uh, Even with the host changes or whatever came on, you guys have always had us subscribe. You guys have given five-star, four-star reviews, good notes, this thing cannot even matter if it's not for you guys. I want to make, I want to point this out too. Uh, Pete already, you know, thanked, you know, Vince and Axel, obviously for metalsucks.net. Yeah. Thank you for giving, giving us the opportunity to do the metal sucks podcast. Obviously we just got, we just got off the phone with them. Why not just give them a big old thumbs up again, Chuck yeah. and godless, uh, you know, thanks for paving the way. Um, but I just want to make sure the fans understand that. And I was talking, I was talking me and Pete do another podcast called rise to offend. And I was talking to our third member and I go, there's people out there that love the metal scene. And then there's people out there that live the metal scene. Pete lives the metal scene. Like if you guys have any kind of question on metal, just anything, uh, he, he will have an answer. And it's, uh, I got to tell you, it's, I, I didn't know what to expect when we started this podcast. Cause this was Pete's thing. He's like, you know, we should do this. And, uh, and then we, when he brought it to me, I didn't know what to expect because I've never done a music podcast like this, you yeah. know? And uh, I got to tell you, man, it was uh, uh, the amount of work Pete puts into this, you guys. I just want you guys to know that he really cares about all of you and he cares about the show and he cares about metal. And that's, that's what the idea of this show is all about. So. And you too, brother. And I'll tell you right now, I, me and you, we don't, I, I don't feel like, uh, like we've had a bad show yet, like that I, we've been like shit. You know, right? Well, I mean, so, yeah, we've had a couple of interviews where, like, I wish that guy was uh, a awake. little bit. But I mean, like, <laughs> oh, was there anything that I felt was like, man, I don't want to turn that in? Nah, right. That's nah. I'm saying, and right. that makes me, and that I'm makes me way. really happy. And I hope you guys feel the same. So again, thank you, the fans, big time. Until next week, happy 200th to everybody involved. The last four years on this program, the Metal Sucks Podcast. See you next week. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.